these girls are ruining my life. Oh. <laughs> and definitely need that genre to go. I you, you just need, I you need all of Corpse Husband's music to just skedaddle. Please. That is something I never needed to hear. <laughs> Hello and welcome to episode one of the MetaShift podcast. Today I am joined with Bray from twitch.tv slash BrayBreaksGames. And more than anyone else, he has probably been the single longest supporter of JBreaksGames. Because he started being on streams back, I want to say sometime around February or March of 2020. And he kind of just stuck around and... He now one of my closest friends and uh welcome to the podcast bray thank you jay so bray if you could thanos snap your fingers just and make one type of music disappear what type of music would you choose um now um country though like it's 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 an interesting question because obviously before probably yesterday i would have said country but yesterday i found a new type of song that just has to go and i don't know what kind of song that is but it's um the song i heard of whatever genre it is is i don't know how else to feel Besides, I just, I, I was, I don't know if I, I feel like I have PTSD from that song. You're just going to be getting flashbacks from that for years to like, come. I'm going to go into some war and be completely fine. And everyone's like, whoa, how dark was your childhood? And I'm like, I listened to Corpse and people are like, oh my gosh. <laughs> it just, it's the, uh, it's just the whole new version of the, uh, crust, the, uh, SpongeBob, how tough are you meme? Yeah. <laughs> How tough are you? I listen to Corpse and I don't get PTSD. Whoa! <laughs> oh. So, you've been around the channel probably longer than anyone else who is still active. You're by a significant margin the oldest active community member. So, if you can, can you uh, sort of take a step back onto that first stream? If you... I don't know how well you remember it, actually. It's been a while since we brought it up. But what was going through your head the, the first time this Twitch streamer just kind of popped into your Sea of Thieves party? The first time I think I ever met you, I, I remember, I'm pretty sure I remember what happened. It was around, I want to say, January, I think, or not, maybe December, around Christmas time last year, or two years ago, actually, well... It wasn't quite two years ago, but it wasn't this most recent Christmas. Um, wasn't you were doing some streaming thing with another guy and you came to an island to do a quest. And I happened to be just vibing on the island by myself. And mm. um, then I think we just started messaging, I think. And then pretty soon you guys invited me on and it all went down from there. All went downhill. And I think, I remember, <laughs> downhill, eh? Yep. 
And I remember, uh, I think the first time we had you on stream, there was this one guy who I, we'd been pinging on and off on each other. I was trying to get him on stream, and it was just never working out. And one night he said, hey, yo, uh, I can't play tonight, but I know some guys who can. And uh, he threw me into your party, and you guys, I want to say we're doing fort runs or something? Yeah, we were doing fort runs. It was me, it was uh, me, Ryan, and Nation. Yeah, back in the good old days, the OG crew. Back before we uh, banned miners from the stream. Back back when I was sure. small enough that that was not a problem I was concerned about. <laughs> rip, rip them today. Yeah, they. Oh gosh, they they keep asking when they're gonna be on stream. And I don't have the heart to tell them that every time you have a birthday, I bump the age up, and it's gonna once you, you hit eighteen, it's gonna stop. <laughs> but where, basically, I set the I set the age limit so it's however old you are, and no one younger. <laughs> and so one day, a couple years after you hit eighteen, they'll be able to come on stream. But it, until then, they could just. They can sit in the Twitch chat. They can they can interact they can, with the community. They can join the Twitch chat. That's <laughs> that's where they belong. <laughs> just kidding. And so we really in those early days we were just sea of thieves, sea of thieves, sea of thieves. It was the only thing we really played yeah, we on stream. And so and when was the? Because I think. Almost everyone we played with, that entire little community, we all kind of burned out on the game at that same point. And so can you tell me a little bit for you, what kind of, what started and fueled that burnout with that game? It was really, what happened was, is like, obviously, I'm pretty sure you know this, but I had actually played the game and completed the game before uh, we like started working together and stuff. Mm -hmm. So like, I was already kind of on that point where like I was replaying through the game with my new Xbox account. Yeah. Where I was to the point where I was like, all right, I'm not really going to sweat through this. I'm just here to mess around. You know, like last time I was the one that was like, hey, let's get to, I was getting to Pirate Legend and stuff so I could have all the cool Pirate Legendy stuff. Now it's just, well, is there anything I want to do in this game? And if there is, then I'm going to go do that today. It's not like every time I went to play that game, it wasn't a, it wasn't a, um, it wasn't a, all right, I'm going to go to like 10, I'm going to go get grind out five levels on Order of Souls or something. It was, well, let's see, I kind of want to jump on a rock, so I'm going to go jump on a rock. Yeah. That kind of mindset. And so I was kind of like already burned out, and that's actually where I think I got the mindset Captain Expendable. Is yeah. That all you guys were trying to do these quests and stuff. I was over here like, hey, guys, look, I found a rock. I'm going to sit here for an hour because I can. Yeah. Um, so that was, and then I think everyone started to burn out once the, the real grind got in. Cause like I said, um, we, our dreamer kind of crew kind of had like a, we weren't, we weren't, we weren't the most efficient. No, we weren't, we say. weren't an efficient team in the slightest. So we weren't making progress in the slightest once you had to get to the points where like, like what's the point where you got to like. Emissary level 25 where it actually started to like matter Mm -hmm. how much you got our team was just so bad at getting rep efficiently and quickly that 
everyone started to kind of lose hope because we weren't getting the rewards for the amount of time we were putting in. Mm -hmm. And so slowly but surely, that's where everyone's starting to burn out, I guess. That's what I think happened at least. Because especially back in those early days, it was a lot of us like we would rock climb a galley up onto a sea sack or something. Oh, I still have a picture of us getting an, a galleon stuck in a little lagoon on an island. Oh, I, I remember that one. I have I have those screenshots too. Uh, that, that was a good one. And, but yeah, once we actually started trying to, to play the game as it was meant to be played, I think that's where it lost a, uh, a lot of the magic for us in that it was just sort of, oh, well, we're kind of here, but we also because we spent so much time messing around in the early days, we don't really know how to play the game without messing around. Yep. That's kind of where it was. Yeah. And so we would, we would get a couple forts stacked and then we would, uh, someone Not would come along. Yeah. We wouldn't turn it in. We would just kind of sail around with it, looking for more loot. And then, uh, some little sloop would come along, take everything we have, run our pockets, drop us on a little Island, say, thanks for the free stuff. Bye. And then we'd never see our loot again. Yep. And so we really hit that point of just kind of communal burnout, where it's just the didn't feel like Sea of Thieves was really what we wanted to be doing on stream anymore. And after that was really what inspired me to become a variety streamer, because I, at that point I saw I had two options. It was either. Excuse me. I'm going to just throw a little flag on there. So, and we hit this point of it was going to be either we lean into this game and we have a miserable period, but we get good at it, or we acknowledge that at that point we had done pretty much everything the game has to offer, and we submit to the terrifying ordeal as a small channel from moving from the single thing we had built the entire community around up to that point, and we try and carry that over to new things, which was a yeah, very, I, it was a very. I remember go when ahead. your uh, channel started doing that. Um, how we had to like try a lot of new things, and how your community when we tried what other game we tried Apex, didn't we? Yeah, we played a lot as long as Sea of Thieves. Mm -hmm. And when we switched over to Apex, your since your community was built like around Sea of Thieves, the Sea of Thieves people would leave, mm -hmm. which really had a serious setback. And for a while though, we couldn't get that to solve. But eventually, you started building a community around those other games, and pretty soon, no matter what game you had, you had people leaving and then rejoining. Yeah, and so it's it, we were able over time to slowly build up that community of that they're here for us playing the games, not here for the games we're playing. Yeah, and that was that was a great the point to hit. We were looking for is more of the 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 less about what the content is and more about who's making the content. Exactly. Exactly. And so it was, but we, we did have, we had a couple months there when we were coming off of Sea of Thieves over the summer, last summer. And we were trying to play other things like Apex and really Apex was pretty much it. What else did we try and hit during that time? I think it was just Apex. Yeah, we were trying, we were really on the grind With there. A little bit of Warzone eventually. Like yeah, later. we played some Warzone too. But 
yeah, and it was just during that period of, okay, we're trying to make content around other things that we're enjoying, but at the same time, you have that difficult moment where you're like, I could just go back to Sea of Thieves. I, I could just go back to this thing, and I know a lot of the viewership would return. And so you have this really difficult choice that you have to make every time you go live of, hey, I'm going to turn down that higher viewer count. I'm going to turn down getting more followers, getting more subs, getting bits and donations and I'm going to turn that down because I want to do something that I'm actually passionate about here and I'm not I'm doing this for more than just the numbers granted the numbers are great I love the mm. numbers you, I wish I had numbers <laughs> but if you the numbers feel amazing granted like the the rush of dopamine I get when I see someone subbed or someone's giving me bits it's, it's pretty up there but at the end of the day I'm doing this because I want to build a community around the things I'm passionate about. And I want to find a group of people who the same stupid jokes that I would make just in any party on stream, the fact that I'm now live streaming, I want to find those same people who would laugh at those jokes, you know? Yeah. And so, Bray, you've started streaming pretty recently, too. And uh, why don't you tell me what that's been like, just kind of hopping into that world for, for the first time, not from the just being in the party side, but actually being the content creator. Streaming, I, it's, it's been a lot different than I turned it out to be. Mm -hmm. Like, obviously, I, I didn't realize how much effort and stuff goes in, how much time at least goes into making a stream. Yeah. And more recently, I decided I was going to try and make some YouTube videos, which I haven't like really sat down and got yet. But some of the like, I never, I never really like sat down and fully realized how much time and effort goes into making a good stream or a good video, mm -hmm. and how much work that these content creators are putting in for just the, the 10 to 20 minutes that we are, the viewers are watching and enjoying. And that yeah. has kind of built my respect for a lot of them. Um, and when you, when like, I know before I really started getting involved in any of this, I'd go on YouTube and I'd see a guy with like 600,000 subscribers and I'd be like, Oh, well that's nothing. Cause like there's yeah. guys with like there's guys with what's, what is, um, what is, what, is, what is like PewDiePie have now? I want to say PewDiePie's... No, PewDiePie crossed 100. I want to say he somewhere... Yeah, he, cro he crossed yeah, that a while ago. These guys ago. have like 100 million subs. Mm. Some guys... And so when you see these guys with like 600, like 1,000, not even a million yet, you're like, oh, that's nothing. And then you get into it, right? And yeah. you've been doing it for weeks and you maybe like... After like a couple weeks, you gain one sub and now you're at like eight. Mm. You're thinking, wow, that's a that's a ton. I did it. I got a subscriber. Yeah. And that then it just really puts into perspective how um much those really are, even though they seem very little. Mm -hmm. And especially too, they're initially getting into content, you just you have this weird moment where you come to really realize that what you were talking about, yeah, where how much effort it goes in. And, like, for good, high-quality content, the ratio of minutes spent editing, not even recording the content, but editing 
to finish product, normally you're looking for 10 minutes of editing for every one minute of finished content. Yeah. And so you're already yeah. looking at three or four hours for that Russian badger video. The editing alone is probably, you're looking at five or six hours for that. Plus the time he spends in animation, plus the two weeks or so he spends recording footage for it. And you come to realize, okay, this is, this isn't just some guy messing around on his computer and uploading the results. Like this is actually a very refined thing that's being put out. And there's a lot of heart and soul that goes into this. Yeah. And another thing I was going to say is as a streamer, like starting off as like you, like when I started off, you were already kind of big. You'd already hit affiliate. You already had a good, I want to say like, t like at least 10 viewers, every stream that was yeah. consistent. And so when I started streaming, I was averaging just when I started, I was averaging already four or five viewers mm -hmm. per stream because you would shout my channel out and those guys would check me out and yeah. because they're checking out me more people checking out which really just got me to think what happens if i like started from scratch right mm -hmm. averaging zero viewers a stream like making probably 10 to 20 streams yeah where not even one person turns up which in real quick one stream i'm gonna pull up my stream manager i'm gonna pull up the first couple months the the analytics from when i first started streaming real quick so we can we can actually look at that here so let's go ahead scroll all the way back so here we go because i it got me thinking because along those lines you know you know fits right yeah so i would help out with some of fitz's streams and he was one of those streamers that didn't quite get the 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 shout out because you never had him on yours or anything yeah i mean i did i did feature him on mine but i'm not near you and um oh by the way uh twitch.tv slash fix and fix yeah go check him out pretty cool um he would get i remember like he would we'd be playing apex for we me and him would go play apex duos for like two or three hours mm -hmm. at while streaming both of us yeah and i'm not even thinking about it i'd have like four or five viewers yeah and not even realizing there would be one time within like an hour and a half of the stream, he like stopped playing and real and like all sound all shock, like screamed to me going, like I have a viewer, like all excited. Yeah. And it really like, I never like, I guess, like I, I guess you could call it a privilege maybe mm -hmm. that I never really experienced that. But like, it just shows how different things are. Yeah. And like, what makes me wonder is like, how many other like great content creators could we have, but that, that didn't ever go big just because they didn't get the recognition mm -hmm. initially. And especially too, like how many great, like continuing that on, how many great content creators have we lost over the years just because they didn't have the steam to keep going because there just, there wasn't a community around them to support them. Yeah. Yeah, looking at looking at my first month of streaming, uh, the, my maximum viewers that I had during that entire month was uh, five, was the the most I ever had at one time, and I was averaging one point two viewers. So even then, that was decent, but that was also because at the time I was already working in media, and so I already had a leg up in being able to to network and advertise on that, compared to the average guy who's just. Hey, I want to start streaming uh, outside of my nine to five, you know?
Yeah. So like the the one point two that may not sound like anything, but that in your first little bit is a lot. Oh yeah. Just knowing that there's someone consistently there's, showing there's up. Someone, there's at least one person that's consistently watching your streams is a ton. Mm-hmm. Just for your first streams. Which really just like it's it's kind of weird to think about the perspective of things because no one realizes that. No one realizes that one is a lot. Yeah. And I mean, even now, like I, I notice when I'm picking up a new consistent viewer because I've been going through another weird phase where I tried breaking into some storyline games and some of them were fun and some of them worked and other ones didn't. And so I took a little bit of a viewership number hit over that just because I was trying to experiment. And that, that's what normally happens when you switch up content is you're accepting that part of what's coming with that is, hey, I'm going to lose some viewers over this. And yeah. so I'm, I'm back on the upswing again after that, mostly because I've just been messing around in Rainbow Six, which is a fun thing to do. And um, what's coming with that is like I am I'm noticing every time I pick up another consistent viewer and it's like, hey, I see this guy active in chat a lot. And I, hey, I see this person actually consistently making an effort to show up with my streams and engage. And from the streamer side of that. I mean, finding someone like that on Twitch is like finding a diamond in a mountain of gravel. And it, it just, you, it, gen, it may not feel like you mean that much to the streamer, but especially to the smaller streamer. If you are that consistent person for them, they probably value and appreciate you more than they know how to say. Yeah. It's... It's, it's like, if you can like, and even if like you, um, maybe don't like, maybe like there's better things you can watch. Like, but if you know a streamer or something like, and you can just like, while doing homework, pull their stream up in the background, that helps like immensely. Mm -hmm. Like it doesn't even, it's kind of, it's kind of hard to grasp how much that helps because although you may not be participating in the stream, you don't even have to like care what's going on it it will it could possibly get someone else like hey this person's got like two or three viewers because two or three people have pulled up in the background and that one person could be that consistent viewer that that streamer needs exactly and not only um maybe that streamer just ha hasn't found like the right kind of people yet and so what you could be doing is you could be since you're exposing their stream maybe they start to find those right people and you help them build a community mm -hmm. and i mean here especially twitch's algorithm especially once you're looking within a specific game is really simple and that viewership is really the only number that matters when it comes to that like maybe yeah. getting on getting onto the home page there's a lot of different things that go on that but if someone's saying, hey, I want to watch some Rocket League today. So they go and they click on Rocket League. The higher up you are in their recommended feed, the only thing that affects that, the only thing that matters there is viewership numbers. And so even having someone's channel pulled up in the background, that's going to make a difference because the more people who are willing just to throw something on in the background, to have someone going, that's going to maybe push someone someone up a little higher in someone else's feed and then they're going to get clicked on and it, it really is twitch 
is so much of it is just waiting for the snowball, waiting for it to, to start rolling down the hill because it's going to happen eventually if you keep with it. If you're consistent, if you try and network and reach out, eventually you are going to find that snowball where your, your growth just kind of spurs itself. But being able to stick it out to that point is the difficult bit. And being able to to stick with it until you've hit that point of, okay, we're actually starting to grow. We're actually starting to see some money in. And there, this is looking like an actual legitimate career option. Yeah. And go ahead, go ahead. Like, um, another thing is like a lot of streamers, it, the, 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 the growth of your channel is exponential. Mm-hmm. Well, that's typically what it is it's exponential and because once you only have maybe zero to one consistent viewers you're gonna gain if you gain anything like a follower very rarely Mm -hmm. and then once you start to get more consistent viewers over a long period of time you'll maybe start to gain one to two followers a week yeah and then at that point it's only it's it'll probably only increase Mm -hmm. so it's just because all it is is everyone everyone has different content Mm -hmm. and all you for that first long period where there's just these in and out viewers and stuff and all like you're not getting followers it's all people are trying to do is your channel is just need to be exposed to the viewers that want to watch your type of content and another thing for the twitch streamers you have to pretty much decide what kind of content you want to be delivering. And mm-hmm. that's probably the first thing you guys need to worry about. Not a, not what's my setup, not, not what, like, like, not what, like who I want to do it with. It's what content am I providing for the people watching me? Because as soon as, if you get a following building something you don't want, like content you're not really down with, then by the time you realize that you want to switch content, it's too late because you already have thousands of followers that are wanting that one content that you had built your channel around. And so if you want to switch that content, type of content, there's a very good chance that you will lose most of your viewers who came for your content. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, who's the the one really big Sea of Thieves guy? Pace or what's Uh, his name? Something like that. Yeah. I forget his name off the top of my head, but you look at him and he's huge whenever he streams Sea of Thieves. But the moment he tries to stream anything else, it, his fo- his viewer count just drops like a rock. And so you hit this, yeah. even big people who are making more than enough money, who are at Twitch partner level, who have partnered with games and devs and have their top of the line setups... Even then, they're still kind of bound by this. And I, I think that's why we're seeing more and more variety streamers popping up is that people, in the long run, they're realizing that, hey, I don't want to just stick with this one game and that I want to be able to do all these different things that I'm passionate about. Yeah. Um, speaking on that note, um, you decide, like, Twitch, streaming on Twitch and, like, making YouTube kind of content are two very different things. Oh yeah, big time. And like, it may not seem like that, but they are like 
massively different. So like one of the, if you're ever thinking of like starting up or anything, or you want to start up, this is one of the things you need to figure out too, because there will be times where Twitch streamers will go and make, make um the audience. Well, first of all, let me go back a little bit. The audience is for both those apps are two very different things. And the kind of content that you're producing for those are also two very different things. Twitch is more of if you're if you're good on like if you're really good at just going with a moment or carrying like making something funny regardless of the situation, Twitch would be a really good like thing to just just like your main streaming platform would be Twitch because you don't have to worry about editing out maybe 30 minutes of like content that's just boring and bland. Yeah. On like YouTube. But if on like YouTube, you were maybe um, like you played a game such as like Minecraft and for you like hours of a day, you just do this boring stuff where you didn't have some sort of side content, like someone else you're collabing with, like talking to you or talking about like doing some sort of interesting content then maybe you don't want to twitch because twitch streaming is your, your twitch chat might want to see you mine for a couple hours i don't know but if you're just like silent listening to music and mining yeah then you should probably just like it's it's two very different things mm -hmm. and based on what your style is of creating content when you go into this that's going to be huge oh yeah because youtube that's not what all their gameplay looks like. That's that's the edited highlights of hey, yeah. here are the best points of a week of playing. And, and, but um, on when when you're on Twitch, you have to be that degree of on and ready to engage and trying to pl make jokes and start bits and play off of other people while also commentating the content and playing the game. You're having to do that basically as much as you're you're physically able to. So um shout out real quick to yeah. otter on youtube ottr he's a youtube creator that i will watch occasionally and he will put out um a couple daily videos let's see yesterday he put out or today or yesterday he put out two videos he put out a 23 second clip and an eight minute and 13 second video of yesterday what he played yesterday mm -hmm. and he probably for those for that less than 10 minutes actually eight and a half minutes of gameplay that he put out including like his intro for the stuff the stuff he's talking about he probably played apex to get those like the clips he has in those videos for at least a couple hours like eight probably seven to eight hours i would yeah. say and to get to get just the clips to put on youtube while if he was Twitch streaming, that's eight hours of content, right? Mm -hmm. For what's really people only want to see eight and a half minutes of, which is why yeah. I'm pretty sure he Twitch streams too. So mm -hmm. if you want to check him out, you can check him out there. I don't know if he streams or not, but go subscribe to him on YouTube. He's He's got 33,000 subs. He's pretty good at the game. Really interesting YouTuber. Yeah. Um, But he's one of those guys that really he, he youtube is where he can like get out the content that he wants because 
it's not just him playing it's all the interesting stuff mm -hmm. which is why like which is it's, it's, it's just the difference in those oh yeah and so now that we're we're talking about other content creators bray who would you say really inspires you as a content creator as a content creator um for me one that i always watched as a kid was markiplier okay i was a huge markiplier fan and i never realized what inspired me is like like i kind of want to be content because he like if you watch any of his youtube videos yeah you can see how genuine he is like that's another thing is you if you're you have to to be good like a good content creator you I, you can you can try to fake it but if you fake it it will never be nearly as good as if you were genuine mm -hmm. like when you watch him play games and stuff he is genuinely having a good day. He's genuinely enjoying himself. He's enjoying the game. He's enjoying like the scenario. Like yeah. he's just really like into it and he gets involved, which makes everything a lot more exciting and a lot more interesting. So if if you can find something that you're passionate about and you really enjoy, it'll be better for you to make content on that than something that you have to fake. Mm-hmm. And especially even like for me, I've never been a fan of the like the the Team Ten style content, like the hype house, any of that stuff. That because that's not that's at least personally what I don't look for and what I want to watch. Yeah, but and, 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 and so much of that content. Yeah. Here, hold up. Give me just a moment. But um, for for that team 10 style content it becomes so obvious after a little bit like once you realize it's all faked that's not a cat that can go back in the bag you know and so you end up with this situation where you've been watching this for a while and you see this creator who's they've got obviously got a lot of energy but once you realize that uh, that energy really depends on a lot of scripted situations, which is nothing against scripted content. Scripted content, I've done exactly one scripted video. It was a scripted comedy video, and it was only two minutes long, and it was arguably one of the most difficult things I've ever done for content creation. Like, I'm not bashing on scripted content, but I'm saying that when it comes to scripted content, that is scripted because it genuinely doesn't feel like they could do it without a script. Well, when talking about scripted comedy or scripted content, mm -hmm. it's like, it's really, it's based, it's pretty much, it's like a different, like if you had like a web, right? Like yeah. a family tree kind of of content and you had the content at the top and it branched down into different levels of content, scripted's going to be something then different than like just done. Oh yeah. And... It's like a whole different kind of comedy than um, just um, like flat out just done on your own, mm. like in the moment kind of thing. And like, man, like a scripted comedy is one of the harder things. It's not easy. No, it's not. What you have to do is you have to get the genuine feel of a joke 
mm-hmm. and like an environment and you have to make everyone and everything participating in that like force it but while forcing it you have to keep that feel of genuineism yeah which makes it super difficult mm-hmm. so like obviously people that can do that and do that well like hats off to you guys it's amazing but not everybody is for scripted comedy because obviously with scripted comedy you lose the genuineism exactly it's really it's really it's what the streamers most comfortable doing and it's what the viewers pretty much want like there's obviously there's a pool of viewers for the unscripted and there's a pool of viewers for scripted yeah everybody likes different things you're gonna find both like you you're gonna find viewers whichever path you decide to take the question so the question you really need to be asking yourself and deciding for yourself is which one would i rather do because Mm -hmm. the results will most likely be the same whichever way you go oh yeah and i mean if you if you look if you follow back the history of twitch streaming i mean if you go back far enough you it's heritage is live tv and it's just now starting Twitch itself is just starting to get to a point where there are streamers who can compete with broadcast television network numbers but that our heritage is kind of that semi scripted content and so you want to find that right balance of paying homage to the past while also being willing to advance your content to the future in this this brand new market that's it, it may feel like not feel like it's brand new anymore cuz it's been around for about especially live streaming games it's been around for about a decade now. But in the in the context of, say, shows that like Saturday Night Live that have been running for 50 plus years, it's like, okay, we are still very much the new kids on the block. And there's still very much pages to be taken out of their books here. Yeah. And so now that we, we've kind of covered the past, we've kind of covered the present, now I want to take a moment real quick and, and look to the future for you, Bray. And what do you think, what in the immediate future are you looking forward to with your content? And what what's your long-term, what's your dream project? Well, I'm kind of in that awkward stage right now as we've talked about where I'm as the content creator and trying to decide if I'd rather stick to like streaming because I've already started kind of streaming but I haven't got to the point yet where I've gained a massive following or I'm like to the point where like I have a set group of followers that are expecting me to post daily streams Mm. I'm kind of I've kind of just been streaming when I feel like streaming but I'm to the point now where I decide I have to decide for me what works best for me if I want to become a scripted YouTube kind of guy just uh like a like any like I'm thinking of going into this kind of more scripted stuff. Yeah. Or the more I'm thinking of going down the YouTube route just because for me that works better because as I am an athlete, so I participate in sports and with that, my schedule can change very quickly Mm -hmm. and I don't maybe have the time to say, Hey, I'm going to stream every day from like nine to 12 or something. I, I don't have the choice of, I don't have that option. Maybe like Jay does because I have stuff that I have already committed to that I will have to be at, which comes before streaming. So for me, obviously I'm thinking of maybe going into YouTube with my school and then in my free time I'll and 
start producing and gaining a YouTube following, but we'll see where that goes. Yeah. And looking into the far future, like Jay said, really, it. I'm at that point in life where I have to decide. I'm still, I'm in, still in high school. I'm a sophomore in high school. I'm trying to decide where do I want to be when I like, do I want to have a full-time job and then in my free time as a hobby, start a streaming or something, or do I want to maybe get a part-time job and then try to make YouTube or something or Twitch another part-time job Yeah, to maybe swing off of that and maybe become a full-time content creator. Mm-hmm. Cause I mean, I think especially for a lot of us, like the long-term goal is eventually to have this pay the bills and is eventually to have this turn into more than just a hobby, but as, as something where we can actually, Hey, I can make a career out of this. Mm-hmm. So I think, but Oh, go ahead. Thinking about that is, is like, that's that may just be like all right you could just be like um you could just be like hey i'm thinking of making this a full-time job but that doesn't mean that when you're when you're 18 and you just graduated from high school that you're you can just walk in and have it be a full-time job oh no 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 it's 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 you have to start it and once you start it the full-time job part of it is years away years of hard work and dedication to your following that you're building up until it gets to that part-time job it's a lot of as i've talked to like people around like my school and just about, like in general just about that most from what i've gathered most of them think that it's like a that content creation and being a content creator is like the easy way out <laughs> of like a full-time job yeah and I, that's the reaction I give them every time is that that laugh because they're so naive that it's yeah. it's really it's got to be one of the, like the hardest jobs out there. Mm-hmm. Maybe not like one of the hardest, but like to gain that following, like the amount of people that go in wanting to become a full time content creator versus how many actually become full time, like they don't have to do anything else but create content. Yeah is it's shocking because like it's Mm -hmm. it's like one like if a hundred people went in maybe one of those maybe one of those hundred get to the point where with merch with sponsors and with partnerships they can support themselves Mm -hmm. with content Mm -hmm. maybe one of those a hundred yeah and you it's yeah, it's you reach this point of you have to be willing to commit everything you have to it and you have to be willing to maybe work a couple jobs on the side while you're pushing it out. And I mean, back when I I'm fortunate now, I work full time in YouTube and doing TikTok for corporate and for corporates, but um there's a period of time where I was working at Chick-fil-A, I was working fast food. And so I would come in off an eight-hour shift there, and then I would stream for another five or six hours immediately after coming back for that. And so you're already looking there. That's already a uh, 13 to 14-hour commitment there. And then plus, after that, 
I, I'd unwind and I'd take care of back end stuff or I'd play with the guys for a little bit. And so you're looking at pulling like 18 hour days on a, on a short day. And it's just and the, it's that obscene degree of commitment that really makes the, uh, the difference. And another thing is Jay, like, he's not joking. He would pull 18 hour days, but to like the viewers out there, none of you guys would ever like see that you guys wouldn't think that was possible because when he came on and streamed, he gave it his all. He was there. He was, he was there mentally. He was there like emotionally. He enjoyed what he did and he did not let his like how tired he was. Um, how, how maybe he had like uh, how um, tired he was from like working and stuff like all his customers like mm -hmm. the customers getting mad at him or whatever he did not let that slow him down and like but like to me I saw that I was like that's something I could see is him working all day but then mm -hmm. to like a con or so one of the viewers you guys don't realize that's what goes in to that a couple hours of content you guys are getting from his stream. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so uh, I think that the end of the day message on a lot of this, respect the content creators that you watch. They, they put in a lot of hard work. They've put in a lot of effort no matter what size they're at. Love them. Tell them you appreciate them. I'd say give them a hug, but that doesn't exactly work with Twitch. And yeah, uh, <laughs> I mean, they might have like a hug emote or something. Yeah, throw them a hug emote. Throw a, a nice fifty bits. Really gives that night that nice warm feeling inside. You know. And if, <laughs> and if they usually start streaming at nine, and they hop on at like nine fifteen or nine thirty, and thirty minutes late, you don't need to get up in their case about it. Oh like, no, I I, like, I can count on one hand. I think the number of times I've been on time for stream in my entire career. Yeah. It's, it's, um, it's, I'm not, and I'm not saying you as the viewer by any means owe us anything. No, you don't. As a viewer, you do not owe the content creator anything. The content creator is there because the content creator wants to be there. They want to provide you stuff. So like. This is, I, I've like. Obviously, the more content creators we can have out there, the better because collab stuff like that. There's going to be a different kind of content for everybody. And you, I guarantee if you're going to create content, you have the kind of content for at least like a couple hundred people out there that that you have their you have the ability to create their specific kind of content. Mm -hmm. So get out there and get rich. Oh yeah, make make that bank, make that bag, Bray. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. And that was the first episode of the Meta Shift podcast. I want to thank you guys so much for tuning in. I am so excited to. I've got a lot of great streamers lined up, a lot of smaller ones, a couple bigger ones, and super excited to get in here and to share their stories with you. Drop us a follow, subscribe wherever you are. This podcast will be available on every platform where you can find your podcast. Drop us a review. Who knows? We get reviews in time. We may uh, steal a thing from the Misfits podcast where we, uh, we read a five-star review at the beginning of every podcast. But thank you guys so much, and I will see you all next time. Bye-bye.